Pastor and I talk often about gaining followers. No, we, we always talk about that influence, right? Influence, where you've definitely influenced my life, and you've definitely influenced my wife's life, so we are followers, all right? That's, that's an ability. That's an ability. I mean, that's a gift, and I don't, say, I don't take that lightly because I teach leadership at Verizon. So in order to lead people, you must be able to gain followers, and so, I mean, to be quite honest, that's what it comes down to, is gaining followers. People don't follow unless you can lead. You can lead. Amen. So I just thank God for you. Give honor where honor is due. So then if something happens and I leave or you leave, um, we don't have to mourn too much. I don't have to come and do too much because I'm giving you everything right now. Amen. Do that to your wife, man. Do that to your husband. Give him everything right now. Don't wait for them to die, get sick. Love your family while they're still living. Whew. That's something about to go another way, isn't it? That's things. Whew. All right, so let's, let's do this because I'm going to need some time and I'm going to need you to think. All right, so Ephesians chapter 2. I said a couple weeks ago, if someone is preaching and teaching and they do not, they does not, they do not, I said does not, they do not give you a scripture, they just give you a chapter, what are you supposed to do? Assume the first verse. It's just theology 101. All right, here we go. Ephesians chapter 2. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. According to them, we too all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we, and we were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. But God, somebody shout, but God. Being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. And this is my topic, by grace you have been saved. So let me, let me give you a topic that's more interesting, that is thick. Uh, it ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. <laughs> ain't nothing but a G thing. You, you might want to write that down. That's going to stick, I promise. Uh, Ain't nothing but a G thing. You might as well hit your neighbor real quick and say, ain't nothing but a G thing. Oh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you will in just a minute. I can assure you that. Uh, Nothing but a G thing is a hit song single from Dr. Dre's debut album called The Chronic. It features rapper Snoop Doggy Dogg. Anybody know who Snoop Doggy Dog is? Amen. Pray for him. All right. So (laughs) pray for him. Uh, Snoop Doggy Dog. But the crazy thing is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame named this record one of the top 50 most influential albums of the century. Crazy. I absolutely agree with Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg when they say it's nothing but a G thing. But then on the flip side, I don't agree with what the G stood for. They 
They said, gangster, I say, grace. Oh, it's nothing but a G thing. Because, to be quite honest, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for grace. We can talk about it all we want. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for grace. But I have this desire all week to explain it a little more in detail because we generally don't get this in detail. So we're going to take it verse by verse and explain why it ain't nothing but a G thing, B. All right. Okay, so about a year ago, about a year, year and a half ago, um, I came across this book called Unmerited Favor. Now, when I read, I read scholarly, so I don't agree with everything anybody reads, writes, or teach. This is because I'm a scholar myself. I want to know more. Uh, and for the most part, most are theories. You know, and theories are just opinions. Uh, so he wrote this book called Unmerited Favor, and this book blew my mind. Pastor named Joseph Prince, who passes this banging church in Singapore. I mean, banging. And then reading that book coupled with a couple things we were going through in our lives, I'm like, oh, my God. I fell back in love with the fact that God just loves me for me. He just loves me. Oh, I'm nasty. Let's be honest, you nasty too. Uh, (laughs) You nasty too. But Jesus still loves us. Even in our sin and our mess. How we think crazy stuff, but he still loves us with our nasty selves. Oh, you're going to understand it in just a minute. I'm not calling you something crazy. I'm just speaking the truth. We all want, some of us won't admit it, but we all messed up. You know, the beauty about preaching is I'm called to preach and I, I really understand and I know I messed up. I know it. So I lean more on Jesus than I did myself. I had to grow into that. So let's, let's really get down to it. Here we go. This is the fun part. Verse 1. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins. Whew. Okay, so I told you we're going to take it verse by verse. I'm excited. Here I go. All right, so you were dead. Preach. How, how, how are you dead and still living? That... That's an oxymoron if I ever heard one. How can you be dead and living? Well, we got to take our time and really break this thing down because we're going to break it down. All right, so the word death comes from the Greek word nekros. N-E-K-R-O-S. Nekros, all right? This means simply means separation. It would probably be better if I explained it like this. Death does not mean or never means extinction, annihilation, uh, non-existence, or inactivity. Oh, my God. Pastor just said it this morning. He said his mom, oh, my God, is in heaven. Oh, so death is not in with the period. What did I text you? It has a comma. There's something that happens after death. We don't stop existing. We move on. Oh, Lord, here we go. So it does not mean that we stop living. It means there's a separation that takes place from our body or from God or from both. 
you were dead in your trespasses and sin. I love it, Pastor. This is H.S. Miller said it this way. Uh, H.S. Miller said, death is the separation of a person from the purpose or use for which he was intended. Oh, you should probably sit up in your seat. We should go to the big auditorium and fill up the entire campus in there. And because there's some dead people walking around and they don't even realize it because they don't know their purpose. Whew. Oh, my Lord. They don't they don't know their purpose. Uh, Satan has an agenda to get you away from your purpose. His focus to get you out of purpose. I was talking to some brothers the other day. And I, I told Pastor, I said, oh, Pastor, I'm going to start hitting up the life groups. Uh, every time I'm trying to, God, stuff is just throwing me here and there. And uh, I do understand I'm on assignment, so I do what I do and keep moving. I understand my purpose. I'm on assignment, so... Uh, I was on my way somewhere, and some brothers pulled me to the side and said, Preach, man, I really need to talk to you. I said, Why? They was like, I need a ride. I said, Cool, I'll give you a ride. Where's your license? Uh, huh? Preach, why are you asking me that? Uh, do you understand? Every time I see you, you got on a new pair of Jordans. Uh, you have on the nicest clothes. Where's your license? See, I'm under, see I, I deal with purpose. I can't waste time. I, let's get down to the bottom. I'm a bottom line person. So I don't want to waste time. I give you a ride, but I'm, while, I'm, while I'm giving you a ride, we're going to talk. Oh, you, oh, you owe me a conversation in this trip. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about something. Why don't you have your license? Uh, I, I, I didn't pay off this thing, and so it got revoked, but you have on a new pair of Jordans. Do you understand Satan's trying to keep you from purpose? Yeah. And he'll do it by restricting you. You can't drive. So you can't work. You don't have reliable transportation. So you feel less than. So you buy more Jordans. Because as a couple of weeks ago I said, people that don't know themselves put on the names of famous people or famous designers so they can feel like they have worth. Uh, Oh, this, this ties together. Where is your license? Uh, bro, I'm going to get it. Oh, oh, I know you are. Oh, I know that. I'm not your daddy, but oh, you're going to see me as daddy for the next couple months until you get that license. What's your budget plan? No more shoes for you. You understand what I'm saying? There's a plan that Satan has to break us. And if we're ignorant to his ways, I'm trying to tell you something. We'll fall off. And he'll restrict us. And we lose purpose. So we walk around dead. God Almighty. Okay, so I can only imagine, and I'm not singing a song. Uh, I can, <laughs> I can. <laughs> I can only imagine, even in this church right now, who you're sitting beside that's dead. Who you're sitting, and oh, we mask it so well.
we mask it, we get up, and we make sure we got a nice shape up, and put on our lipstick and our face. Uh, we get dressed up and we walk around, but all the while we're dead. And I'm starting to feel like the brother from the movie, The Sixth Sense, because I'm walking around saying, I see dead people. And they don't even know that they're dead. And it's bothering me, and I'm, I can't sleep at night because I see dead people, and they don't realize they're dead. And it's eating me up. And so I'm trying to figure out ways to get the message out. That's why I came to Destiny City. So they can help me and help others <laughs> fulfill their God-given destiny, which is purpose. Whew. Are we still on the first verse? Oh, Lord, I ain't even got in it yet. Here we go. Trespasses and sin. So, oh, my Lord. Oh, trespasses. What does trespass mean? Trespass means uh, to fall. It means to slip. It means to blunder. It means to deviate, turn aside, or wander away. This is when you fall from the right way of living or you slip from doing what he or she should or you blunder and fail or you deviate off the right road. This is what trespassing is. It's when you turn aside from what is right or you wander away from God's righteousness. Oh, with that being said, I, I've trespassed. How many of you have found yourself trespassing? Amen. I found myself trespassing quite a bit. Uh, but the great thing about the text, Miss Becky, is this. It says, and you were dead. Oh, man. Paul is a bad boy. The boy can write, man. And he wrote this thing in past tense language. Uh, meaning that you're not that way now, but I got to really help you get to what I'm talking about, the G part, and it comes with going through this. So, so many people are dead around us and they don't even know it. Uh, so, Paul takes this time and he assumes, he assumes once we meet Jesus, we come alive. Oh my God. Once we meet Jesus, we come alive. Oh man, so there's something for us to probably just take two, three seconds and just say thank you, Jesus, for that. I once was dead, but uh, now I'm alive. Amen. Is that something to say thank you, Jesus, for? If it is, you better say thank you, Jesus. Oh, I understand that in 1 John 5 and 15 or 5 and 12, it says, Who has the Son has life. And he who does not have the Son does not have life. So I do understand when I came to meet Jesus, I came alive. All right, I don't want to take too much of your time, so we're going to go ahead to the second verse. I don't want to take too much. And I got to tell you right now, church and church family, I do want you to understand I'm a slave to the text. I really do like the text because it's the word and it's not going to change. Uh, Flowers and of the field may grow in the grass and all of that, and it's going to wither and fade away. But there's only one thing that's going to stand. 
And if you understand what it is, it is the word. So I'm a slave to the text. I got to get back to it. Let's get back to it. And it said, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air of the spirit that is now working in the sun of disobedience. Oh, my Lord. Um, Paul is still talking in past tense language. Uh, but in the second verse, this is that season in your life where the devil ran you. Uh, this is that season in, in, in my life where the devil ran me. Uh, this is that season. How does I had this old guy I used to uh, work with, man, and he grew up in the, in, 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 in the late 70s, early 80s. And so he'll walk up to me and I'll say, what up? He'll say, what's going on, Jack? <laughs> I was like, wow, not too much, Jack, you know. <laughs> That's how he talked when he was young. So, hey, Jack, what's going on? So, but he always said crazy stuff that I thought was old, but it was for him. And he said this one time, he, his daughter was getting uh, mistreated by a young man. And he said, he said, that boy Mac, my daughter. And I said, okay, you got to fill me in because I don't know what Mac mean. Uh, we don't say Mac in, in, in the 2000s, we don't do that. And he said, uh, he said, he played her. This was that season in our lives when Satan played us. And I know a lot of you are not going to want to admit it because you live perfect lives, but uh, I can prove it because if that was not the case, whew, huh, there were times in your life, just let's, let's think back. You remember that, that, that dumb relationship you was in that you should have got out a long time ago that you didn't? Uh, and you said in your mind, I'm through with you. Uh, this thing is over. But when you really looked at it, you stayed in it too long. Uh, or you was addicted to something and you tried to shake it, but you couldn't shake it. Uh, because you didn't have control over it. Satan was controlling the situation. And he played us. Played us for the fool. He played us for the fool. And this is where he controlled us. Oh man, I just really want you to understand this. Second Corinthians. Oh my Lord, you got to read this. If you turn with me real quick. If you have your Bibles. If you don't. You can push a button and it'll happen on your phone. Uh, I am definitely not afraid of technology. Uh, let's get to Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. Are you getting anything out of this so far? Amen. So Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. And it says, in whose case the God... Okay, so you might want to underline... God right there or put your finger there. I really want you to understand is that a capital letter G? No that's a lowercase letter G. The God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. Alright. The reason I know that the devil played us is because we were blind. We can see a lot of people walking around right now. They can't see. They can't see. 
They can't see. You got homeboys and homegirls right now, good friends and family members that want to quit. They want to stop. You know because you've been there before. Honest truth, some of us are still there. Want to stop, but we can't. They couldn't. They not. Because they're blind. They're blind. Once again, Miss Becky, the text says, we were. We were. We formally walked. Oh, I'm talking to somebody. Oh, my God. We formally lived. Whew. Oh, so because we formally walked there, oh, I got to thank God that uh, I'm not stepping to the same tune anymore. I'm stepping to a new beat of the drum. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You know why? I, see, see, a lot of us are dealing with guilt in here. I can feel it. Dealing with guilt because of some things you dealt with in your past. But let me help you out. I just want to help. God sent me this morning to help you out. He said, don't beat yourself up. You was blind. You couldn't see. If you could see it, would you do it? Who, walk, who sees a bear trap and puts their foot in it? If you could see it, you wouldn't have done it. But you was blind. You was blind. You couldn't see it. We got some family members that are blind and they can't see. We might be sleeping next to the person to us that's blind. And maybe our spouse. Blind and can't see. That's, that's scary. Oh, When you're not a Christian... You are a son of disobedience. Somebody's going to come to me and say, Pastor, they said, preach. Why is all this crazy stuff going on in this world if God is so good? Because they're sons of disobedience. (sighs) Okay, let's be for real. God gave us free will. we're, We're free moral agents. We have the ability to choose. Some people ain't chose Christ. And when you don't choose Christ, you're a son of disobedience. That's why. God is not crazy. We chose to do wrong because we didn't choose to do right. If you, if you see one of my boys running around, I have two children. If you see them running around, sometimes they are off the chain. I mean, just off the wall. I love them dearly, you got to understand, but they part of their daddy. And I was off the wall and they off the wall too. Praise the Lord. Uh, eventually the off the wallness to get in the right direction. But if you ask them, say, why, do you, why are you supposed to do right? They're going to look and say, because it's right. No, nah, you're not doing right so you can get a prize at school. You're not doing right so you can get something to eat. No, nah, we're not going to do that because you're going to start dealing with gluttony. See, no, 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 no. That's not going to be the thing. See, you do right because it's right. You may not get nothing for you. You might get in trouble. Do right. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so I'm, I'm trying to move as fast as I can to get us to right. I know you're thinking about the G thing. I know you, I know you are because it's on my mind, too. And so uh, if you honestly knew where you, if you honestly knew 
what you know now, back then, things would be a lot different. Beast, I laughed. <laughs> I laughed too when the Lord told me that. I was like, man, God, you so real. Why didn't you help me out then, man? He was like, I got you where you needed to be. It would be different. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? When you look back on life, it's like, oh, yeah, I should have did that. Isn't it so much easier to tell somebody else how to handle their relationships? Be, be struggling in yours, but you need to do such and such. <laughs> Ooh, I'm about to go home. This is it. Somebody going to throw something at me in a minute. Boy, I'm telling you something. Don't throw nothing at me. I'll throw it back. All right. <laughs> Woo! Oh, bump your neighbor and say, I see clearly now. I am no longer blinded. I see clearly now. All right, let's get to verse 3 because I, I want you to get to verse 3 because this is where it gets gooder and gooder. Ah, ah, please forgive that Ebonics excursion. Ah, but it gets gooder and gooder. Here we go. Among them, we too all formerly lived. Formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind. Whew. And were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. Oh, the best thing about Paul's writing is he always included himself. You know, when I was started the train in Verizon, they never said, tell people you need to do, you need to do. They always say, you need to say, we. Always include yourself. You're not excluded. Nah, player, you're not excluded. You in a, in a bunch too. Yeah, player, you need help too. Uh, let's do this. Um, so notice Paul's, he, again, he, he assumes, he assumes our present holiness. Oh, my goodness. That's what I love about Jesus. When God talks to us, he doesn't talk to us where we are. He talks to us according to where we should be. And he expects you to catch up. Whew. I talk to my son. Hey, I ain't to goo 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 gaga. No, 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 no. Get up and sit down. Oh, catch up real quick. Understand what this means. Get up and sit down. Don't... Get your hips back from over there. You're not supposed to be, you understand what I'm saying? No, 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 come in. No, 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 get over here. Ask him, ask him. I'm telling you for a reason, ask him. God put this in my heart a long time ago. He said, you get this in your children. You can count, count to them, count. One, two, I said, get over here. One, two, three, ask my children. And when I count, they say, daddy only know one. <laughs> One. Have you heard me say it before? One. Something better happen. I, don't let me get to two. Because by time three happened, you dead. Oh, one. Make, make a move. Bust a move, son. You better do something. Oh, man, this is so good. Oh, man. So Paul assumes our present holiness. He assumes we're righteous. Please forgive me if I have more faith in you than you have in yourself. Please forgive me. Because I assume that when you came in 
contact or you fell in love with the Lord, something changed. I may be the most naive or ignorant person up here, but something happened when you came in love with Jesus. Oh, something happened. Uh, Oh, my goodness. So I love to read. But I have so many books I'm trying to read right now. It's just blending. Stuff just blends. So you just, two books. That's it. Two at a time. That's it. Uh, So I love what uh, 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 Howard Thurman said. Howard Thurman is one of the most brilliant scholars of the 20th century. Uh, It was Martin Luther King that carried around uh, Howard Thurman's book all the time. But listen to what Howard Thurman said about Morehouse and his professors. This man said, listen to this. Howard Thurman said this, said, the professors at Morehouse placed upon our heads a crown that we would spend the rest of our lives trying to fit or grow grow tall enough to fit. Hold on, let me say that. That hit me in my chest. The professors at Morehouse placed upon our heads a crown that we would spend the rest of our lives trying to grow tall enough to fit. Woo-wee! Whew. Talk about set a standard. Okay, so let, let me just break it down. Let me, can I just keep it real with you? Can I be real with you? All right, I'm going to keep it 100. That's what, that's it. Okay, so if you don't know what keep it 100 means, that's, um, that is a term that we use to say, I'm going to be honest. Or, I'm going to be candid with you. Are you with me? I'm going to be candid with you. That's, that's my Verizon teaching. I'm going to be candid. All right, so... As I'm keeping it 100, candid, uh, the real question is, what kind of crowns are you placing on your disciples? Okay, so preach, I don't really have no disciples. Cool. What about your nieces and nephews? What about your cousins, your family members, your friends? What kind of crowns are you placing on their heads? What kind of crowns are you placing on your spouse's head? Oh, man, you, oh, you thought you didn't have to teach them. Ah, buddy, you're not really married then. You're going to teach them. And you better understand, you're going to get taught too. <laughs> oh, amen. Married folk know what I'm saying. Yeah, you're going to have to learn some stuff. <laughs> so God calls us. God calls you to a place that you're not even at. And expects you to catch up. So you think I'm crazy. I understand. Um, Well, did you get saved when you was righteous? Or did you get saved when you was in sin? And he expects you to catch up. I'm trying to get you on this grace thing here. I'm trying my best. Pastor, you think I'm getting there? Uh, All right, I'm trying. All right, so here we go. So, all right, so generally what happens is um, we find ourselves battling with where we are against where we want to be. And this is where we struggle. 
Because there's a juxtaposition. In other words, you put yourself where you are presently beside where you want to be. And then you see that there's no comparison. So you say, ah, there's no need for me to even try because I can't do that. The devil is a lie. He is a lie in this place. He's a lie all over this world. And I speak righteousness in your life right now. Okay, I'm here to king and queen every person in here. You are the righteousness of God. Come on, you got to speak that on yourself. Say something. I am blessed. I am righteous. Let me hear you say it. Say, I am blessed. I am righteous. I am financially stable. With my broke self. <laughs> it's like, with my, uh, no, nah, that's not for me. I'm not going to say that. But I am righteous. And I am blessed. And I have the wisdom to make better decisions. Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't let Satan get your mind like that. Because that's the thing. He's trying to restrict you. trying to restrict you but you got to understand sisters and brothers you formerly lived oh man I'm trying to talk to you about grace oh man we ain't preached this thing right all these years I'm in it too I'm wrong but we formerly lived oh okay all right so here we go okay I, I know how to reach you I know how to reach you. Here we go. Thank you, Lord. Here we go. Here it is. Um, how many people are struggling with something right now? All right. If you don't raise your hand, you're struggling with lying. All right. So uh, let's. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> All right. So here we go. So the reason you're struggling with something right now. Oh man. Hold on. Let me. Let me. Let me. Verse 3, read the first part. It says, among them, we too all formerly lived in the lust. So it doesn't say that uh, we drove by it. Um, uh, we didn't vacation there and then didn't get back to the side of righteousness. We, know that we lived in sin. We did. We, we lived in it. So uh, I asked you a question. I said, who all is struggling with something and the majority of us put our hands up. Amen. And so the reason you struggle with it now, this is something to shout about. Uh, the reason you're struggling right now is because you don't live in it anymore. Let me explain something. When you lived in it, you did it. Oh, my God. So uh, you struggling with staying abstinent or being celibate because, oh, because you don't want to do it anymore. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Oh, Jesus. Oh, my Lord, it just hit me. You don't want to do it anymore. When you was in sin, you kept doing it. It was nothing to do it. You did it. But the reason you're struggling is because you're in Christ. And you try not to do it anymore. That's something to shout about. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. And you're going to come out. You are going to come out. I'm telling you right now, you're going to come out in Jesus' name. You're going to come out. Don't think you're going to stay there. You're not going to keep struggling with that same thing. You're going to come out. 
Oh, amen. You're not going to stay on the same addiction. You're going to come off of this. Yeah, you're going to stop lying. Yeah, you're going to stop cheating. Yeah, yeah, you're going to stop covering your brother. You're going to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to stop sleeping around with people and you're not married. Oh, you're going to stop taking drugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what you're going to stop doing. You're going to stop lying on your taxes. Amen. Then we just come out of tax season. Yes, Lord. Yeah, you're going to stop that. We're going to get some things right. Amen. We're going to start making some better decisions in Jesus' name. Oh, I can only tell it to you the truth. Uh, I've got to tell you, i got to preach stuff that is not popular to man. Uh, but you can put me in front of a firing squad and I take every bullet like a G. I'm trying to tell you, I understand that I'm not going to change from off this word. It's until the death of me. Until the death of me. Oh. Oh, here we go. He said, look at the text, not me. Look at the text. He said, he said, you were dead. Uh, In verse 2, he said, you formerly walked. Uh, He said, all formerly lived in He's sticking with this past tense stuff. Man, you don't have to be an English major. We're on a college campus. Uh, You don't have to be an English major to know that this is past tense. Oh, man. But here we go. And he say, uh, he said, but God. I don't believe he said it like that, though. (laughs) That man said, but God. Amen. Okay, so preach. You this deep dude, and you saying this stuff, I don't even know what you talk about. Uh, you may have some propensities towards sin and proclivities towards sin, and that's perfectly fine. Uh, in other words, what I'm saying is you may keep going towards sin. You may continue to choose sin. But you got to understand, but God. Wait a minute. But God. Hold on. If I could stand on something. I don't know. I had to do something different. I just can't. But God, you got to understand. Okay, so how many people, okay, this is a college campus and uh, everyone in here is educated. So you got to understand in English, but is a conjunction. All right, so I, I got a few people in here that, that watched some cartoons back in the day. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Oh, my Lord. Yeah, baby. Conjunction. Look, everybody like, yeah, Jesus. Amen. Conjunction. Get more amens on conjunction. Junction. Hey, okay, so let me pause and parenthetically insert. Uh, what cartoons the bomb back in the day? Didn't you like cartoons back in the day? I used to love cartoons back in the day. Saturday morning eating a bowl of cereal. Woo! Woo! Cartoons wasn't at the best. Man, and a lot of these young people get mad at me. I can't help it that you grew up on Barney. Uh, no, nah, we, we didn't grow up on Barney. We grew up on stuff that taught us something. Yeah, man. Conjunction, junction. Who, who remember Super Friends. Amen. That's what it was. Super Friends. Man, that's before your time if you're still in college. Uh, <laughs> but my man, like, I got the reruns. I got the reruns. Amen. <laughs> conjunction what is it what's the function of a conjunction the function of a conjunction uh, uh it, it simply is when something stops 
and something new begins. I was dead in sin, but God, mm, you got to understand this, Lord Jesus. Uh, I couldn't stop sleeping with that girl, but God changed my mind. Uh, I couldn't stop selling drugs, but God, man, I had this sexual desire. I couldn't break loose, but God, but God. Some of you should be praising God for a butt. Amen. I just, I thank God for a butt right now. Thank you, Jesus, for a butt. Uh, if it wasn't for your butt, Jesus, uh, I would be dead. And I know this is not popular. Don't make you feel good all the time. But God, let me show you something real quick and then I'm going to be out of your hair, I promise. Uh, but God, but God immediately but God immediately follows. Let me, let me break this down because I was about to say it the wrong way. Um, God immediately follows the but, putting God in an emphatic position. Let me break that down. Because God's name comes after the but, this is English, that puts God's name or put him in an absolute position saying the only reason anything happens after God is because God. Oh man. Lord, y'all don't think I'm preaching. I know I'm I'm preaching better than you responding. Amen. So because God is put there, he has power. Who has the power to change it? God. Uh, you gotta understand it's not you. It's not me. No, 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 no. This is God. All right, so I'm going to kind of move expeditiously through this thing. So uh, let's get down to uh, verse, verse, let me say it again, verse 4. But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, oh my Lord, our transgressions, I'm sorry, made us alive together with Christ and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. All right, so let me get to the right spot. Um, Because I'm a biblical scholar, I like to make sure I give an opportunity for you to take something home with you and increase your knowledge, your level of competence in Jesus. And so there's a a resource called the Septuagint. Most people know about the Septuagint if you go to school. But what a Septuagint is, uh, it is all it is is the Greek rendering <laughs> of the Old Testament. So the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, New Testament in Aramaic and Greek. So the Septuagint is a Greek rendering of the Old Testament. I'm saying all of this for something. Uh, so, all right, so it says, but God being rich in mercy. I'm still in the text. I'm still in the text. Being rich in mercy. Mercy means ilios, translated in Hebrew, heset. So when I was in seminary, I had to do a heset project. Heset project. When I was in seminary school. I had to do a headset project, and the project was I had to show, uh, what's the best word? Um, I had to show, undying, nope, loyal love to someone, and I had to write about it. 
loyal love. Now, this is where it gets deep, and I need you to think right here. Uh, in the New Testament, the same mercy, ilios, means undeserving kindness towards sinners. The word for love is agape. You know this already. I'm not trying to insult you, but agape comes from the Greek or the, the verb agapo. The Greek word agapo. Understand this. Agapo means to seek the highest good in everyone you meet. Oh, man. I'm getting to the G thing. All right. Here we go. Um, to seek the highest good in everyone you meet. Oh, everyone has that crazy sibling. You know, that, that crazy person in your family? No one like to be around? And if you're not saying yes, then you're probably that one. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> Uh, I just, <laughs> Lord help me alright <laughs> but even that person in your family has good in them everyone has good do you understand that what grace is is being able to show someone undeserving kindness and love that's what God did for us. And surely I would be a hypocrite if I didn't extend the same to others. Well, so why do we turn up our nose to people that were in positions we used to be in? Oh, when we was nasty, it was okay. Because we was nasty. But now you cleaned up, you can't deal with someone that's nasty. No, 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 no. See, we always talk about grace so we can live a certain way and do whatever we want. No, 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 no. No, grace is what God extended toward us so we could be saved through faith. Amen. All right. But it's the same thing we're supposed to be given to others. How can I walk around like I'm better than? I had a good Jewish friend. Good Jewish friend came to me and said, preach. I'm God's chosen. I said, great. You came from a Gentile. He said, huh? I said, you came from a Gentile. It was when God took a Gentile out of Mesopotamia, right? Abraham, pulled that man out, set him apart. He wasn't a holy people then. No, he was a Gentile. And then God made him righteous and said, catch up. What do you think he's doing with us? He's saying, you're righteous. Catch up. So I don't live. See, I, I've been kicked out of too many charismatic churches, I got to tell you, uh, because they preach a lot of law. Uh, and I'm totally against law because Jesus came and that, the law would be fulfilled. I, I just, I, we're not preaching law. We preach grace. So here we go. So I've been kicked out because they're saying, uh, you need to do this, and you need to do that, and you can't do this, and you got to do that. And I'm like, cool, I do it, but I do it because I am saved. I'm not doing it to be saved. I do it because I am saved. You got to understand something. The grace thing doesn't excuse you to live any kind of way you want to live. Because uh, then we get into heresy, you understand? We're not trying to get into that. What we're trying to understand is it's nothing but a G thing. The G thing means I'm living right because I want to please you, Lord. I got to catch up to righteousness. And Satan is on my back. He's as close to me as back pockets on blue jeans. 
I don't have time to stop. I have to keep moving. All right, okay. Verse 8 and 9, then we're done. I promise. We're done. For by, what's that G word? Grace. Grace. Uh, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. I got to read verse. I know I would be crazy. Not as a result of works, so that no man or no one may boast. Oh, my Lord. This man said, it's for by grace. Uh, It's nothing but a G thing. So the reason we're saved is grace. You can call it what you want. Uh, It's the blood. Yeah, it's it's, it's Jesus on the cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He marched down to Via Della Rosa. Yeah, yeah, he did that. But it was grace. And if we ever get to the point where we say we did it, woo, pastor, let me go ahead and tell you. I started preaching when I was 13. Never slept with any woman but my wife. I'm perfect. You're not. Uh, I studied the word of God as a child until my man age. I picked up a job and I worked honestly. Didn't do anything wrong. I'm right and you're not. Uh, Now I'm bragging and boasting in myself. Uh, and if it was, that was the case, then that means that's my works that justifies me. Okay, maybe I didn't read right. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. So how can anyone in here boast? It is a gift that is freely given to all of us. Freely given. He said, you are nasty. But I call you righteous. And because you're righteous, make your works add up. Amen? Um, If if you're in a position right now uh, where you're saying, man, I'm stuck. I'm trying to live by the law. I got these 613 laws called the mitzvah that I got to do right every single day so I can make it into heaven. Um. There were so many of them that God had to create the Ten Commandments. (laughs) The Ten were so many, he had to create two. And we still struggle with two. You are not going to beat the law unless you get Jesus. Amen? At this point, man, I wasn't trying to hold you up and take all of your time. I just wanted to share something with you that's on my heart. And I understand there's some of you in here that's wrestling with... God, what am I going to do? Because I'm so nasty and I know it. I'm struggling with sin and I know it. I'm damaged and I know it. But let, let me just say this. You're damaged goods. You're damaged goods. And I can say that because I'm damaged goods. Uh, if you're struggling and you don't know Christ, and you want to know Christ, You have an opportunity to get saved right now. If you want to be saved, I'm not saying you did something wrong and you said, man, I ain't saved. No, 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 no. If you accepted Christ and you did wrong, you still saved. You just saved doing wrong stuff. Uh, We need to pray on that's a different prayer. (laughs) But if you're not saved and you want to be saved, would you just, if if you're not too nervous or ashamed, just raise your hand. You know, the crazy thing about life is we'll meet you where you are. 
God will come meet you where you're at. He ain't going to say you got to come here and be this, be that. No, 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 no. He want to meet you where you are. It's not so far that you can't reach him. But he's not going to leave you alone. And maybe everyone in here is saved. But the reason I preach this message is for the believers. It's not often that I preach for the believers, but I preach for the believers so that they can understand, man, you're not damaged. And that's it. You're damaged goods. We've all slipped. We've all fallen. We've all messed up. And we continue to do it daily. But the thing is, man, where is your heart at? Is your heart after Jesus? Do you wake up every morning and you desire to chase him? Do you wake up every morning and you like, Lord, I'm going to put my best in for you. I work as unto the Lord. I love my wife as unto the Lord. I love my children as unto the Lord. Lord, I cuss too much. I'm going to start cussing less. I drink too much. Caffeine, I'm going to cut back. You thought I was going to say something else. Yeah, you may drink that too. (laughs) But Lord, I just want to be better for you. Not so people can say I'm better. If that's the case, man, and you're saved and you're saying I can do better, just stand up and we'll pray. Just stand up. You ain't even got to come up here to the front. Just stand up and we'll pray. We will pray. Amen. Go ahead and go ahead and bow your heads. Bow your heads. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father, for your word. Father, we just worship you and bless you right now. We thank you, Lord, for you being God and being sovereign. We're your people. We love you. We're excited about you. But, Lord, I'm flawed. I'm messed up. I don't know what to do with myself. Sometimes I'm sick of being in my own skin. I can't get myself to stop, Father. Lord, as your vessel, Lord, I pray for my brothers and my sisters that the Spirit of God would minister to their needs, that they would be encouraged, God, and that this word was of encouragement to them, to let them know they are not less than, and that you didn't create them to be the tail, but God, you created them to be the head. You didn't create them to be beneath, you created them to be above. For those people that think that they're making wrong moves financially, they need assistance, they need help. God, give them the wisdom as they faithfully pay their tithes. Give them the wisdom, Lord, to submit to you. Lord, as you give us change and you show us change, Lord, let us not be ignorant to you. I speak life over your people, God, because you gave me the authority to. I speak peace over your people, Lord. I speak joy in the people that are sad and over heavy laden. Father, I pray that you will lighten the load for those people that feel burdened. We rebuke Satan in the name of Jesus. Satan, you can't oppress any other people. You can't depress any other people. But the people of God will press on. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you are blessed. In the name of Jesus, you are the righteousness of God. In the name of Jesus, you will do right. 
In the name of Jesus, you will get it together. In the name of Jesus, you're not less than. I don't care what your mama, your daddy, your sister, or brother tells you. You are the righteousness of God. And we are honored to know you. God is honored to have you a part of his family. He didn't create you to lose you. He created you to keep you. And he says, I love you. I love you. I love you so much that I I even numbered the hairs on your head. If you're bald-headed, I I understand. I counted your follicles. God loves you. In Jesus' name, amen. You are dismissed.